0: You're listening to The Self Worth Circle, hosted by Julia Haxell and Eva Estlander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, my beautiful self-worth queens out there. This is Julia and I'm here today doing a solo episode and this is the first time actually i'm doing a solo episode so it feels kind of interesting of sitting alone in a room and just talking to the wall <laughs> and uh, actually right now i'm talking to a window i'm sitting in my family's summer house in the south of finland in hanko and i'm looking at the ocean so i cannot complain at all and uh, I just got this really immense feeling of I wanted to sit down and talk about my personal personal journey towards positivity around self-image and the body acceptance. And I have a history of eating disorders and depression and anxiety attacks and so on. So I'll touch around that. But I want to start with just saying that I am no doctor. Uh, And also, I am not giving you any uh, medicinal guidelines of what you should do. I'm just going to touch upon my story and let you know how I kind of grew away from my disorders and so on. So disclaimer, there will probably will be like things that you don't agree with, things that you will agree with, and you can just like take it or leave it. And yeah, here to just spread some, spread some, spread some love around May. <laughs> Oh my god, I've had too much coffee today. So, I'll give you some background. I grew up in Espo, which is a town outside of Helsinki, around 20 minutes when you drive by car. And my parents separated when I was six years old. I have a brother who's three years younger than me, bless his heart. He is such a cutie. I'll hope I can have him here and tell tell you his story. He's a, he has a really lovely, interesting story himself. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to get him on the pod. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. And so, yeah, my parents separated when I was six years old. And I feel like they did it in a very beautiful way. Of course, it affected the whole like everything around all the relationship I've had with male and females after it but I really can't remember a trauma from the separation I remember being very sad about leaving my childhood home so that was like the biggest biggest trauma around that separation so I grew up in a very like very normal normal family everyone was pretty happy and there wasn't that much of suffering of course everyone comes with something but we have something in common every every single one of us in the family and is it's we love food we really love to eat and food is probably the biggest gateway to communication in my family at least and my mom has been teaching uh have taught like cooking classes for adults and younger high school kids and young kids and she's always been really kind of all in on the health so we weren't allowed to eat any candies or when we when we allowed we when we were allowed to have candy it was like these organic weird gummy bears that tasted a little bit off and uh, instead of cookies with a lot of crap in them she gave us like organic I don't know freaking gluten-free things and no soda allowed in the house no nothing and always like organic 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 before anything else so I remember going to kids birthday parties and like going fucking all in until i threw up so yeah it was a healthy way of living as a child but it was because we weren't allowed to have any sugar otherwise and she was super strict and then when we got a little bit older it got easier but the pattern was still there like, oh my God, I'm eating sugar. I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do. I remember going to my my best friend's house or my best childhood friend's house after school. And I would like, they had this huge cookie jar and I would just like eat so much, just like cookies after school. And I was like always so full when I got back to my house that I couldn't even have dinner because I just like lived on cookies. <laughs> oh my gosh good days <laughs> I'm still a cookie monster <laughs> yeah so yeah she was all into the organic life of everything and also because my brother was super aller- super allergic uh, she was just very conscious about what she fed us which I completely understand but also the restrictions kind of gave me the sense of, oh my god, when there is candy available, I have to eat all of it. So everything kind of started there. And I know that my brother also had this because he's like, he still eats like crap, but he's (laughs) he is doing what he can do. And yeah, well, well, or I mean, my mom really tried her best, and I understand her point of view because if I had kids, I wouldn't want to feed them shit and like crappy stuff. But yes, and my I think my dad remarried when I was 10 or something, and it was due to this very outspoken uh turbulent woman and they're still married and gosh I love them both uh and she came in and started to like she's also a food person she loves to eat she loves wine and well I remember them always cooking like very um how do I say this in a light way just very different food from my mom so they would like make us super potent lasagna with like hundred thousand kilos of cheese and cream and non-organic egg and i mean everything that we weren't allowed at my mom so it became like this treat to always go and see them once a week and every other weekend and we would get like candy and we would get to eat like um there's like this that Finn's stew it's like a sausage stew thing which is kind of disgusting but I loved it loved it so much as a child and it's basically just like oh just not good for you Uh, so I started to gain weight and I was also like I also always felt like I was compared to my brother who's he can eat anything and he doesn't gain a gram he lives on like still to this day, he just drinks soda and eats uh, pasta, pesto and crepes and fish fingers for dinner and nothing happens. And I've always been the one who's a little bit more interested in ba- about my health and how I eat and more towards the superfoods and organic stuff. And yeah. I started to gain weight and even to this day when I look at my my pictures there's like this really big contrast from around the time when my dad remarried because they started I remember this so vividly when my stepmom said to me oh you're gonna be like me Um, and there's nothing wrong about being bigger she's a little bit bigger but I was like I thought to myself, OK, like, this is just how it's going to be like women gain fat. And also because my mom, mom always been super conscious about her weight and kind of like I remember her walking around the house and like, oh, my God, my belly is so swollen and blah, blah, blah. And I have to eat like it's it's the wheat, it's the dairy, it's like blah, blah, blah. Like you, ha- like you have to watch what you eat. So I got like very afraid about what i would put in my mouth but also because i felt restricted i would binge eat a lot as a like young young teenager uh, around like 14. so yeah i was a little bit puffier and then when i noticed the puffiness we were i think i started to compare myself To my friends who were a little bit skinnier and I was a little bit chunkier. There's nothing wrong with it again, but I I felt really misplaced and I felt like I didn't belong because everyone was prettier and they wore makeup and I really felt like not wearing makeup. Um, And so in sixth grade, I remember when we went skiing to Switzerland with my friends and also my cousins. I have to check, wait, I have to have a pause because I can't remember what this is in English. So yeah, I went to, I'm back. I went to Switzerland with my family to sit on a skiing holiday and I got the appendicitis inflamed. And I had to go to surgery and uh, it was a (laughs) fun, fucking fun trip to Switzerland. No, it was pretty intense. It got inflamed and it all blew up and I was uh, at the hospital for over a week and they almost didn't let me travel back home with my family. Uh, But oh well, I survived and I didn't die, so blessing in disguise. Uh, Well, I couldn't eat for the whole time so of course I lost a lot of weight and when we got back home I was still like on sick leave or whatever you call it and I remember my mom saying to me don't eat or something similar to this and really bless his heart because I might remember this in the wrong b- way but this is how I remember it she told me to not go back to eating a lot of bread and uh, cinnamon buns and so on. Because then you might gain all the weight back. And my teenage brain was like, oh my God, no. I, and I was in sixth grade. Like, come on, you should like have your freaking ice cream and cookies then. But I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't. Uh, and then because when I restrict myself, I start to just binge eat. So, you know long story short, I think it just got worse. So in seventh grade, I felt so out of place. And oh my god, it was just like this horrible, super depressive time. And we also changed schools. And in seventh grade, you're like supposed to be growing up and my friends were making new friends and I felt super shy and nervous and I feel like they didn't really let me in because I didn't like to wear makeup and I remember like forcing myself to put my mascara on because I needed to belong and it was just a very intensive and horrifying experience and I was never really one of the popular kids <sighs> good times eh yeah so when I look at pictures from then I really tried to send that girl so much compassion because I am an emotional eater I've always been an emotional eater when I'm stressed when I'm sad when I'm depressed I try to fill that void with food and it's like The heart is empty and I'm trying to fill my stomach to fill that empty heart and sadness. And I did that. I've been doing that for like forever. And I cannot even imagine how it would be to not have that. So this is something that I'm very conscious about today and I can observe it from another perspective, but when you're younger, you're just like living it. It's like how you operate in the world. Oh my God. Interesting times. Then when I got to high school, I had moved school again. I got back to my childhood school in Sip- well, not Sipo, not from in Helsinki, no, not Helsinki, but Espo. So I was like, I spent the sixth grade in another school and the beginning of the seventh grade in another school. And then we moved back to the original house with my mom. And that was like a little bit of a (laughs) confusing story. Anyways, in high school, I really started the calorie restriction and I started to work out like a crazy person i would like wake up in the morning go for a run go to school be absolutely completely exhausted and still push myself to go to the gym for a body attack lessons the les mills body attack <laughs> bless that class I, I think i still would would love it but i haven't been in years but that was like my thing was running cardio cardio like a cardio queen and I would start my morning with black coffee and egg whites and then I would smoke one or two cigarettes go to school uh not eat anything and come back of course like fucking exhausted and cold and my hands were cold and oh my god what I would like live on non-fat Yogurt or quarks? What's like this thicker yogurt? It's like Greek yogurt, but it's called I think quark. And is this like I don't know what's in English? What's it like a thicker non-fat yogurt? And cottage cheese and egg whites and like basically no carbs at all. And then, yeah, back to the gym, back to the gym. And that went on for three years. And I was so freaking tiny. And every time I stepped on the scale, I was like, okay, one more kilogram, one more kilogram, and then I'm there, and then I'm happy. And I was never, ever content. And when I looked down and felt my tummy there was always this like discomfort like the only thing I wanted was a flat belly and I didn't have it like even I I think I weighed like 55 54 kilograms and I've always been super tall I've been like 175 centimeters tall since high school so like I was a toothpick and my legs were like chicken legs and then I was still like so uncomfortable in my body and I look so sick when I look back at these pictures I like my eyes are just off and there's no glow then I graduated high school Uh, my my ex-boyfriend left me or Yeah, left me for a friend of mine and I was like completely fucking heartbroken for maybe six months and I lost more more many 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 more kilograms I was so tiny and sad and I hated life and this is when I started to actually do a lot of channeling uh, to my angels and tarot card readings because I felt like I had no other choice than to turn to the spiritual world I was 19 back then, so I was like a lot ahead of my my friends and so on. And I started to to dream myself away to senior beaches, to Australia, and so on. And uh, then after a long time of depression and discomfort, I decided to take back my life. And, uh, well, I had beautiful summers. I kind of escaped the spirituality and started to party and drink instead, which I still think is a big part of, of the teenage life. So I don't really feel like I shouldn't have done it. But of course, there was like a lot of things that I did that I'm not proud of. Uh, But I was really trying just to find myself um, in the process and still restricting myself from food. But I did start to understand that I can have chocolate and not gain (laughs) like all the way back. So I did a little bit of like very restrictive portion control and so on and a lot of partying and drinking, which of course didn't help. And I dated really fucking weird guys in the process. Uh, I was like 20, 20 years old and dated a 29 year old and like, well, very rebellious child <laughs> from being a very like quiet and sensitive person as a young, young child going for like the full rebellion the process but that can be like a whole other episode this is like more on the food perspective and eating perspective and like my body image so when I dated this older guy he started doing crossfit and he told me about it I've never heard about crossfit and again I was 20 years old I was like okay I should probably go and try it and I absolutely loved it so I I tried it and I went for the on-ramp course that you have to do to attend CrossFit gyms and I was like super into it for a year and with CrossFit there's like this um, there's a culture almost that comes with it and people eat a lot to lift a lot of weight so for me it became more about my performance which kind of saved me out of that restrictive eating but i also remember really hating the way that <laughs> uh, i really hated how i started to gain weight but also at the same time i gave myself a chance to really look at my performance more than my weight and it saved a lot so bless you crossfit basement for taking me out of that that path of self-hatred I did some yoga on the side. Yoga has also been like ever since I was a child, yoga was there, but that's also for another episode, like the yoga yoga meditation journey. Um, and during my crossFit years, I was also like watching a lot of YouTube videos of like bigger muscular women, and i I really saw them as beautiful beautiful strong women there's this like clip especially when there's three chunkier not chunkier but like really muscular beautiful women who's like competing for uh, something (laughs) Uh, and I was like obsessed with this video and it gave me so much so much comfort in like gaining muscle weight and being a little bit bigger and changing my clothing size from extra small to medium I did gain a lot of fat during this time because my hormonal system was so fucked and it was kind of hard to just accept because I have kind of a I'm, I'm super tall and my bones are like I have a kind of a small frame still so when I gain weight, you can immediately see it. And because I don't gain weight around my boobs or my ass, it goes like straight to my belly. Um, I've never felt very happy about it. And still so to this day, it's like, ugh, annoys me <laughs> a little, like we all have these days. But yeah, from being obsessed with restricting myself and just like doing cardio I went to the crossfit scene whereas there's more acceptance maybe around um eating but it's still kind of like heavy on the paleo diet so it's still kind of low on carbs then after um I think it was like straightly after my crossfit crossfit peak period it became summer and i decided to go down to the very south of finland to tamisari where my mom lives nowadays and uh, do some working at a lovely restaurant oh my god i loved that summer it was like one of the best summers it was the hardest Like I've never worked so hard in my whole life, and I've never had so fun at the same time. And I was making like no money; (laughs) I was just partying and working and living the life. And I met uh, one of my, what to say, one of my best friends, Katarina Arnio, who was uh, she was like a hardcore vegan back then. She, I kind of like started to talk to her and her friend Yaffi about this whole vegan aspect of life and I've always been super open-minded about diets so I've tried like during my dieting days I've tried like raw food diets I've tried the low-carb pie fat diet and like you name it everything and it didn't work yeah and then they came and kind of both are were like super tiny and cute and amazing and they said that veganism saved their life and so I wanted to give it a shot because I'm like very easy to just yeah <laughs> you can like in that age you could like tell me to live on potatoes for three years and you would like be the happiest person in the li- in the whole world and I would like go for it so I tried veganism and just for fun in the beginning. And it was a very slow transition. I still allowed myself to eat some dairy products. And I actually started to allow myself to eat carbs again. And I, like after fucking five years of just like, no carbs, carbs are dangerous. You're not supposed to have rice. You're not supposed to have potato. Like all the basic beautiful foods that we have, I started eating again. But with that uh, weight gain started to become real. I started to get super swollen. And also like carbohydrates hydrates really uh, binds water to the cells. So I was swollen as fuck in my face. And this was also just like a part of my healing process. And I had to allow myself to be... I wasn't fat, but I felt fat and I felt ugly and disgusting and just like blobby. Um, but it was also my hormones finally starting to settle after after everything I've done to my poor body. And so, yeah, uh, I stuck with the vegan diet for... A long long time and still to this day I eat let's say 90% a diet of a vegetarian um, I eat uh, like feta cheese and goat cheese and some salmon day-to-day but we really prefer a vegan diet to the household but I don't I don't want to label myself a vegan because that I'm not. And I do have meat also um, sometimes, but very, very seldom, like a couple of times a year. And then it has to be like local or like wild, wild animals. Um, so yeah, I think veganism and CrossFit were a big savior for, um, going from a super restrictive diet to finally giving myself an opportunity to eat food like a normal person and holy fuck i remember how hard it was to just build a plate of food like i did not know (laughs) how a normal person should eat And in my hardcore vegan days, I was like watching Freely and Bonnie Rebecca and like every vegan YouTuber out there and they were eating like eating like mountains of potato and pasta and food. And I was allowing myself to do that and that like bananas, like 10 bananas for a meal, like that's insane. (laughs) And I like tried to like push myself to eat that much because they were saying that it would heal the hormones or whatnot. but I was just like gaining more and more and more weight. Uh, I remember when I lived in Australia, how fucking sad I was about my body image. I was so like, oh my God, I could not fit my, my shorts that I traveled to Australia with. And it was just like, I was like still listening to that nonsense about, yeah, eat all the time. You should never feel hungry and blah, blah, blah. And then I decided to just kind of drop it and start to eat what I felt like. And I don't really remember a specific day when that happened. I kind of just grew into it. Uh, and I think it came with the deep process of sitting um, in meditation and journaling and not obsessively working out. Um, It's such a process and a really interesting journey to be in. Still to this day, when you have like one of the off days, I had an off day yesterday, and I just like felt disgusting because I'm on my period, because I'm on my period right now, and bloated, and I kind of just. I've noticed that I just have to find small things to try to turn it around and then if you're having a shitty fucking disgusting day then just think or know that tomorrow is a new day tomorrow it will be a new day a new beginning and it's okay to fall off the tracks for a week or even two or even a month but then you will get that wake up call when you're like now I want to get my shit together and for me it's like I start with cleaning up the apartment I started with going for for things and moving my body in ways that has a very low threshold and for me it's always going for a walk like 45 or one hour walk I'm obsessed with listening to podcasts while I'm walking and especially if you are lucky to have nature close to you that's like the most healing place where you can just, you can just drop into that, like really appreciative, appreciative space of having a body, uh, of coming to earth and getting to explore the life. We tend to get so in our heads and so obsessive, obsessively thinking about how we look and should look like. And it's hard. And I know that some of you might know me and you might think, like, who am I to say? Like, I, I am quite, quite small and slim. And, but I still have days when I feel like a fucking disgusting whale. And it's okay. Like, we all have insecurities and we all have off days. And I would say my top tips to just get away from these thoughts would be to for me i had to stop restricting myself from chocolate and chips and things i like so i sometimes i go periods having like a row of chocolate or a small bowl 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 bowl, bowl? <laughs> not bowl <laughs> but a small bowl of chips or like something not so healthy. And then I still have my greens in the afternoon. So you find a way that works for you. I cannot restrict myself fully. I have to have the full freedom to indulge in something each day. I would say... I have something sweet every day like a piece of chocolate sometimes it's much it's much more than a piece of chocolate and or a cookie and I don't force myself to always choose the healthiest healthiest choice I go for the full fat cream <laughs> sugar uh, desserts because that works for me and another tip would be to, again, find something, a way of moving each day. It can be the 45 minute walk, listening to your favorite podcast or just waking up and dancing until you're a little bit sweaty or some days it's actually just sitting or a yin yoga class or a slow flow class. And then the next day you might feel like going for that 10 run or going for a crossfit class for me i need to really keep it very variated i don't tend to stick to just one thing i like to do many things as uh, some of you know (laughs) very all over the place that is who i am and another thing that i've noticed with myself we are programmed to like eat breakfast snack lunch snack dinner and that is not a thing for me at all I don't eat breakfast I eat quite a late lunch actually maybe a small snack between lunch and dinner and then I eat a big ass dinner and then I fall asleep like a baby and this actually works for me I know that doctors or blah 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 health experts says that you should always start your day with breakfast if I have breakfast like any kind of breakfast even if it's a bigger smoothie bowl I tend to get tired and not creative at all I get stuck in my digestion I don't know if I just have kind of a different metabolism but I need to go very very light on meals until midday so if I work out a lot yes then I maybe would have some kind of very light like a cracker with avocado or just like celery juice and coffee and then I go it might sound super weird for some like I know my friends and my like many of my friends and my boyfriend are like they cannot not have breakfast, but I cannot have breakfast. This is just like something that I've noticed with my years and it works perfectly to me to have that big ass meal around six o'clock in the afternoon. Um, And I eat actually a lot when I eat. Um, I just prefer it that way. I don't like the small thing, small snacks here and there and portion control and whatnot. I like to have a big, big snack. Around like 1 p.m., could be like spring rolls with a salad or like a really big avocado toast with the side of a chickpea omelette. And then I like the moving in between meals also. So always a workout or a walk. And then the insane. <laughs> like my my cousin was here yes like a week ago and I made us this potato baked potatoes with chickpeas and pesto in the oven and some onions and shit and like uh, lemon squeezed on upon it and I wanted to cook rice to the side on the side and she was like oh my god you'd like live on carbon hydrates and I was like yeah that's what I do <laughs> so I, I really love carbs and especially potato and rice I will never get tired of just like a basic meal of a salad with roasted chickpeas and sweet potato and rice like I, I love my rice and it's perfect for me so I don't think that you ever should follow a diet you should go with what works for you and it's often just going with the very simple stuff and not restricting, but listening, 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 listening and stop reading about diets. Stop looking for diet advice from people on the gram. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that you should, like if you are suffering from a... From... <sighs> Anything like a eating disorder, then my advice, they're not having breakfast might be like the worst thing for you. Uh, but also remember that food is medicine. Oh my God, like go back to the potatoes, go back to the carrots, go back to the sweet potato and rice. I think these beautiful grains are and <laughs> root vegetables are here for a reason. Mm. I'm getting hungry talking about this. Yeah, so this is my, my, my journey from really a restrictive, fashionista, crazy person in high school who just worked out like three hours a day, only cardio. I smoked a lot and I drank just coffee to, again, not feel the hunger. I drink coffee now also, but now I just drink it in the morning because otherwise I'll get crazy. So yeah, this is my my story and I'm so happy to tap in with all of you. Remember that every day you wake up is a new, new beginning and you can always turn your life around. And even if you've gone like me now maybe a month eating a lot of <laughs> a lot of chocolate during the quarantine um it's fucking okay like you're not like yes have your green smoothie but then yes have your have your easter eggs <laughs> they're on sale right now people i'm recording this in april so we just had Easter. I don't know when this this episode will be published, but uh, thank you for tuning in again. And uh, you can always DM me. I'm Julia Flows on Instagram. You can check out our Instagram profile also. The Soul, not the Soul Circle. Oh my God, Soul worth Circle. And please stay in contact. If you have any requests, if you have any questions, um, yeah. Yeah tap in and i'm sending you all so so much love and love your body not every soul has a body you are lucky to have one you're lucky to be here on the earth and play out your life so really nourish to flourish See you soon, beautiful circle.